Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It's Sunday, coming to you from the front seat of the old F250, October 23rd, 2022. And you know what that means. We are now well into the point, 21 full months of Joe Biden destroying America. 21 months, that means in three short months, he will have been the president for two full years. Now there are some bitter ironies involved here, of course. 21 months of Joe Biden also means 21 months of massive inflation, which started when he took office. It didn't start before. It didn't start a month after. As soon as he put his feeble fingers on the Holy Bible and lied to America and the world, claiming to take care of our country and swearing to uphold our Constitution, 21 months and two days have now gone by since Joe Biden was the president. Inflation through the roof. He caused it, but he won't take the blame for it All of those programs that the Democrats put into place, all of those massive spending programs where they kept taking more money in the form of deficit spending, all of those programs have now run their course and suddenly there's a slight drop in our deficit. Well, of course there's a slight drop because no more of those ridiculous so-called stimulus packages were put into place furthering the debt and deficit of our nation. But the Biden administration thinks you're stupid enough. They think you're ignorant enough. They think you're vapid and weak-minded enough to believe that somehow they are reducing the deficit. Well, they're printing more money that we don't have. They've raised interest rates to their highest levels in over a decade. They're doing this. Republicans aren't doing this. The Democrats and Joe Biden are doing this. And somehow half the nation thinks it's a good thing. I went camping, a little camping trip Saturday and Sunday. Let me tell you, my friends, when I was younger, you go camping in a state park for five, ten bucks, what have you. Of course, we had a little pop-up trailer. It wasn't a big giant toy hauler like we have now which by the way is too large to get into most state parks because those state parks have never upgraded facilities oh well story for another day one guy drove I think it was 440 miles to get to the campground he was complaining about the high fuel prices but right there on the back of his truck he had a Biden-Harris sticker I chuckled, shook my head. I started to walk away. He said, what? I said, oh, I don't think I could explain it to you where you could understand. No offense. I don't want to start a fight in the trailer park here in the in the uh, RV park, the campground. He says, I'm a big boy. I can take it. I said, you've got a Biden-Harris sticker on the back of your truck window. He goes, yep. And you you don't see where the high prices are coming from? He goes, it's all from Trump. This is all inherited from Trump. I said, like I said, there's no way I can 
reason with you. There's no common sense that I can instill upon you. Have a nice trip, man. Enjoy your enjoy your time here at the campground. <clears throat> you would think that would be enough, but of course it's not. Sitting around the fire Friday night, he and his wife decided to walk over and offered me a beer. I said, no thanks, I'm good. I'm, I've got something here to drink, but I appreciate the offer. He says, how can you say that Donald Trump has not caused all of this inflation we're seeing right now? I said, well, I just have one question for you. How can you possibly blame Donald Trump for what's happening now? And I pulled out the facts and figures from the old Truth Hurts program handbook here. It said when Donald Trump was the president, his last two months in office, inflation was at 1.2%. Interest rates for new homes were in the 29 to 3.25% range. I said, this guy came into office day one and stopped energy production in our country. Said he was going to, quote, end fossil fuels. I said, how, how can you even go for that? You're driving a diesel pickup truck pulling a big old camper. If he ends fossil fuels, I guess you're gonna camp in a Prius? I said, man, listen, I'm on vacation. Actually, I talk politics six days a week on the Truth Hurts program, if you'd like to listen. I said, I came here to enjoy the weekend. I didn't come here to talk politics. I said, but the bottom line is, if you truly look at, analyze the actual facts, the figures, the data, the, the statistics, sorry, if you look at the statistics, You'll see all of these bad things began day one of Joe Biden's presidency. And if you cannot see that, I am sorry, I cannot help you. If you can give me some concrete rationale, show me some data set, some statistical analytical data that I can look at and say, here is why. I said, but all you have is the Democrat talking points of, well, it must be Trump's fault. It must be Trump's fault because of January 6th. It must be Trump's fault. I said, listen, I'm going to just spell it out as quickly as I can. Then I'm going to go back to, to having this conversation with my family here, my friends. <clears throat> Withdrawal from Afghanistan, disastrous. Southern border crisis, over 4 million illegal immigrants crossing because we didn't complete the wall. We haven't done comprehensive immigration reform. We have not closed off our borders. Unemployment rate un artificially low because we still have not recovered all of the jobs that were done away with for COVID. Speaking of COVID, your president, Mr. Biden, the guy you have the bumper sticker on the back of your vehicle, he said he was going to end the pandemic. He was going to shut down the virus, not shut down the economy. I said, people are paying not 8.2% more for things now than they were when Donald Trump was president. They're paying 8.2% more now for things than they were paying last year in the month of September for things. And that was 7% higher than the year before when Donald Trump was president. So do the math, 14.4, 14.6% higher for every single item that we purchase. I said, and that's artificially low because if you add it all up, if you look at the actual figures, 
Labor Department figures, Commerce Department figures, every measurable metric out there. Baby formula up 38%, fuel up 61%, heating oil up 85%, natural gas up 72%, cars used and new up double digits, everything's up double digits, and yet somehow they claim Joe Biden's inflation is only 8.2%. It doesn't add up, my friends. And I said, so I'm going to leave this with you. I uh, hope you have a happy uh, camping experience here. But if you can't understand what I'm saying, or you refuse to listen and understand to what I'm saying, no offense, but I have nothing else to talk to you about. You want to talk about the LSU game? You want to talk about the Alabama game? You want to talk about the New Orleans Saints or the New Orleans Pelicans? You want to talk about the Houston Astros, the Atlanta Braves? You want to talk about NASCAR? You want to talk about baseball? You want to talk about whether you like the EasyGo Textron golf cart as opposed to the presidential club car? I'll talk to you about those topics. You want to talk about Firestone versus Goodyear tires? All day long. But if you can't understand the simple premise that I just tried to relate to you with facts, with figures, with analyses, with data sets, with metrics, with reality, factual information, and you want to just simply say, I didn't like the orange man, so everything's his fault. Almost two full years later, I got nothing else, nothing else to say. So he tried feebly to hang around because he was embarrassed at that point. And everybody who was in our little group sitting around the campfire was looking at this guy like he had a horn growing out of the side of his ear. Because he truly was a duck out of water. Finally, he tried to make a little small talk about the Alabama Crimson Tide. And when all of my LSU buddies with their LSU shirts on started talking about the LSU victory yesterday. And this guy just kind of got a little... Okay, and he just stepped away. He pretty much stayed away from us for the entire weekend. Ran into him at one point in the middle of the weekend. and I think he was really trying to come up with something, anything. He spent the entire weekend, instead of enjoying his holiday, he spent the entire weekend trying to come up with something to blame on Donald Trump. Anyway, enough about that. Have you heard about the wonderful electric vehicles, the EVs, the electric cars? Well, they're catching fire at an amazing and alarming rate in South Florida. Remember, Florida just went through Hurricane Ian here two weeks ago, pushing saltwater tidal surges into neighborhoods, offices, parking lots, parking garages, ground level and below ground level parking structures at condominiums and apartment buildings those cars do not like salt water and they're catching fire at an alarming rate tow truck companies are now refusing to tow electric vehicles damaged in the storm even at the higher rate that they were charging as opposed to an, a gasoline vehicle one tow truck operator put a car, an electric vehicle, onto his flatbed tow truck. Seconds later, the car caught fire. Now, that may not seem like such a big deal. So what? You get a garden hose. You put it out, right? Oh, wrong. Officials 
with the Dade County Fire Service, Fire Department, said that it takes 10 to 15 times more water and 5 to 10 times longer to put out an electric vehicle fire than it does to put out a gasoline or a diesel fire in an automobile. No amount of water you pour on that nickel cadmium NICAD battery is going to put it out. All you can do is reduce the temperature until the battery finally burns itself out. Fire officials say it'd be better just to let the thing burn. The problem is many of these electric vehicles are catching fire on the backs of tow trucks. Tow truck driver doesn't want his tow truck burning to the ground because there's an EV on the back. Many of these fires are happening in people's garages. And it's not just those that were involved in the floods where the salt water is adversely affecting the battery systems. It's happening while people are simply charging their electric vehicles in their garages. So not only do you end up with a very stubborn and hard to extinguish vehicle fire with an electric vehicle, you also end up with a house burning to the ground. So how's that electric vehicle thought process working out for you now? You finally built your dream home. You got your wonderful solar electric generator with those charging batteries hanging on the wall. And then a little bit of flood water comes. Well, let's say a lot of flood water comes. You're going to get that flood damage in your house. You're going to get that flood damage in your car that's charging in your garage. Or maybe just sitting in your garage not charging. And now your entire life goes up in flames. Except for your actual heartbeat. You're still alive, hopefully. You watch your house and your car, all of your worldly possessions, burn to the ground. Because you thought you were doing the right thing. When Camel Toe Harris and Gropy Joe Biden said to get rid of your gasoline-powered car, get rid of your diesel-powered car, buy an electric car. There are several groups out there who were seeking to go out and grab those batteries, even the bad ones that hadn't caught fire yet, and take them to some sort of a recycling facility where they could dismantle them, take their component elements out, maybe reuse them. That's way, way more expensive than just tossing it into a landfill where it would take about 140,000 years to fully break down, decompose, and poison Mother Earth. But that's okay. You want an electric vehicle because gropey Joe Biden says it's better for the environment. <laughs> I just don't get it, my friends. The problem is now being blamed, they say, on climate change. We would not have had this flood, one environmentalist said, if man-caused climate change wasn't so prevalent. The floodwaters, the salt water from the ocean that came ashore in a town near sea level and flooded all of those electric cars and their charging stations, wouldn't have happened, these environmental nutjobs say, if it would not be for man-caused climate change. Let me ask you guys something. You've heard the old uh, immovable object and irresistible force. You've, you've learned a little basic physics in your lives, right? You know that if you have an object in motion, it will remain in motion until it is acted upon by some other force which either stops its motion or alters its motion. A ball is rolling towards you and you put your foot out, 
usually the ball will deflect one way or the other, or you might even make it come to a stop, right? That's the way our solar system works. It spins around. Gravity's keeping us from flying off into space. But the motion, the centrifugal force, and the centripetal force, all those forces are working together to keep our little planet spinning pretty much in its same orbit year after year as it goes and revolves around our sun and spins around in a circle and gives us day and night. Hope I'm not getting too far ahead of you. And for those of you who are way more intelligent and educated than I am, I hope I'm not speaking like an idiot, I'm not sounding uneducated here. NASA reveals that our moon, the moon, our only natural orbiting satellite, is not as close to planet Earth as it used to be. In other words, it has slipped just a little farther away from the Earth in some of the more recent data studies. And they're not quite sure why. My thought is perhaps they're using different equipment to measure now. Maybe that equipment they're using now is more accurate than the guesswork measurements that were done in the past. I don't know. Not an astronomer. Not an astrophysicist. But I do know that if you've ever been in a boat and you've ever gone fishing, if you've ever gone to get soft-shell crabs in the middle of the night, you know damn well that the moon has an effect on the tides. And at some periods during each year, the moon is a little closer to the Earth than it is at other times during the year. And that has a lot to do with the other planetary bodies in our solar system. They tug and pull and push as they make their trip around our sun. So if you notice all of those things, you don't have to be an astrophysicist to figure it out. The climates can change based on where the other planets are in our solar system relative to Earth and relative to the sun. As those planets and our own moon affect things like the tide. Imagine when the moon is full and it's close and it's a harvest moon. The tide range is usually a whole lot different from when the moon is on the other side of our planet or when you have a half moon or a, a crescent moon. The tide range, you know, the rising and falling tides, that all has to do with the moon. That's it, not man caused anything. High tide isn't caused because someone decided to drive a Prius instead of an F-250. Low tide did not occur because someone decided to not build a campfire last night. All of these things have to do with the gravitational pull of the celestial bodies in our solar system. That's it. Sometimes our sun burns a little hotter than it burns at other times. Solar flares, sunspots, different activities in our sun can affect the gravitational pull of our sun on our own planet. Some years were a little closer. Some decades were a little closer. Some years or decades were a little farther away. That's reality. Has nothing to do with whether you drive a diesel pickup truck or a Prius. Nothing whatsoever. They have no bearing. But yet, there are people out there who will say, it's got a lot to do with you driving that diesel F-250 there, Steve. Oh, Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program, you are causing the climate to change adversely. 
They could not be more wrong. I don't know how. Do you think we might have some effect? Yes, possibly. But do you think the United States has, over the decades, done a whole hell of a lot to clean things up? As I've said on this program before, as a kid, I remember sitting in this front seat, back seat, dad's old car, truck ahead of us, belching black smoke into the sky. I remember smog in L.A. I remember smog in Birmingham, Alabama. On the CB radio in the 1970s, you were heading towards Birmingham. It was called Smoke City. There was a steel mill there. There were other manufacturing facilities belching black smoke into the skies. Yes, we were adversely affecting the planet back then and the scientists. Remember, the Democrats want you to follow the science. The well-educated, world-renowned scientists of that time said we were headed for a miniature ice age. Global cooling. How wrong were they when they realized temperatures were not going to drop by 20 degrees? We aren't going to freeze to death. They decided, well, let's, let's call it global warming. We'll tell everybody they're going to burn up. People are more afraid of fire than freezing anyway. You can always throw in a blanket, right? You can't stop yourself from burning up. Let's call it global warming. Then when we realized that too was bullshit, four years in a row, Al Gore, the so-called climate guru, the savior of the freaking world, the man who claims to have invented the internet, which he did not, they had global warming international summits and each of the four years they were frozen out they were snowed in they could not have their global warming summit because of record cold temperatures and record snowfall but still there were people out there democratic party leaning loyalists licking at the government tit who still believe that somehow, some way, this global warming lie is real. And it is a lie. It's an absolute fantasy, a falsehood. Nothing could be further from the truth. I sit here today, driving the old F-250, knowing for a fact that if this F-250 were around in the 1970s, there would, well, other than, of course, the political ramifications of wanting to have something to blame on Republicans, we wouldn't be in the same situation. This truck burns so cleanly, you could park it inside of a two-car garage and let it run for hours and hours, and you will not die. You probably won't even get much of a headache. These things are filtered for pollutants so heavily, they are so much cleaner and more efficient than their predecessors just 20 years ago. I'm just wondering why gropey Joe Biden and the Democrats don't have the balls, the cojones, the stones, to go after the countries that are really polluting. China, India, Russia, Venezuela, Colombia, and others. Because the reality is, my friends, instead of calling on those countries to clean up their act, gropey Joe Biden has zero balls 
testosterone level negative 5 million, he would much rather try and lie to half the people in this country and claim that we are polluting. And then beg those countries that are actually polluting, that are belching black smoke and soot into the skies and dumping sludge into the waters. He's begging them to produce more fossil fuels because he doesn't want to go back on his promise to the far left wacko extremists on the Democrat Party side because he remember he made a promise to them that he was going to end fossil fuels in America. Key words that no other conservative leaning talk show host ever bothers to mention to you, but I will mention it here to you today on the Truth Hurts program. I promise to end fossil fuels in America. Joe Biden's words. He's going to end producing them in America, but he doesn't mind begging OPEC. He doesn't mind begging Venezuela. He doesn't mind begging Colombia and other enemies of the United States. Please, can you sell us some of your highly polluting, dirty-ass crude oil so that we can send it here and spend extra hundreds of billions of dollars in electrical costs to refine those filthy, dirty versions of oil? Yes, he'll be able to tell his environmental buddies, look what I did. I stopped drilling on the U.S. waters and lands. But he'll never stand up and say, but I brought way more pollution into the country with the filthy, dirty, harder to refine crude oils from those foreign enemies of the United States of America. They won't mention that. And the news media, well, you don't think they're ever going to mention it, do you? The leftist, liberal, progressive, woke news media will never say anything adverse against the president unless at some point George Soros decides, okay, I've finally had enough of this puppet. Let's get a new puppet. It worked with Barack Hussein Barry Sotero Obama. Joe Biden was his goofy, gaffing comic relief. Obama needed a Biden. They needed to have a white man there in case the black man screwed up. But of course, the leftist, progressive, liberal, woke, mainstream media would never have told you if Barack Hussein Obama screwed up. They'd cover it up and kick it down the road. And when he did make a mistake, they'd just call on Joe Biden like a gadget play in the NFL. Go in there and do something stupid so we can take the attention off of Barack. Okay. That's the way the nation is being run. And if you cannot see through this, my friends, if you cannot see through the lies, the subterfuge, the joke, the play acting, the puppeteering, then I feel very, very sorry for you. I used to say years ago, it doesn't matter who the president is, I'm going to do me. I'm going to let my life live itself and I'm going to make my own positive decisions so that I have my own positive outcome. And that used to be true. I did really well under Bill Clinton. I will not complain. I made good money. I made good investments. My investments did well. So he spooged on a little girl's blue dress. Whoop-de-doo. 
He didn't do anything that directly harmed my investments. He did not do anything that directly harmed the safety and security of myself or my family. Obama came into office looking for a fight, looking to divide the nation, playing the race card at every conceivable opportunity. And if you look at the way Barack Hussein Obama ran the nation, with the exception of this massive inflation, this massive immigrant influx, the massive deficit spending, the massive interest rate hikes, the massive crime wave, you would think Barack Hussein Obama was a great president, but he was not. Neither was George W. Bush, by the way, was never a big fan of baby Bush Jr. But again, none of those presidents adversely affected my life, my livelihood, my safety, my security as the clown in charge now, the puppet, Joe Biden. He has so many hands up his ass and so many people pulling his strings that he, along with his own dementia, does not know whether he is coming or going from minute to minute, hour to hour, day to day. Joe Biden is an absolute joke, but that's exactly what the Democratic Party needed because at that time, they needed someone to compete with Donald Trump, a man who a lot of people don't like. I don't like him personally. I don't think I'd ever play a round of golf with him. Honestly, I think he'd kick the ball and say, yeah, yeah I play it where it lies. I don't know. But I don't think Joe Biden could pick up a golf club. You have that. I don't like Donald Trump personally. I think he's egotistical, mean-spirited. But that sometimes is what you need in a leader to lead a nation, which Donald Trump did for four years, even as embattled as he was. Think about it. Joe Biden could not handle that kind of pressure from the media if it were brought to bear like they did on Donald Trump. Joe Biden has gotten a media pass since he first ran for office because he's got a big old D behind his name. D for dickbag. That, my friends, is all the time I have for this Sunday edition of the Truth Hurts program. My apologies for the slightly coarse language. Go out there and make it a great day, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye for now. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing. Background music provided by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Mm-hmm.